You're listening to the Brand Builders Podcast with your hosts, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. Welcome to another episode of the award-winning Brand Builders Podcast powered by the Dunstan Group. My name is Brian Young, and we are here with the president of the Dunstan Group, Scott Dunstan. And we are here with Christy Bush from For the Love of Dutch, which is an amazing brand right here in Charlotte. And you are going to be so excited to learn about this, especially if you love dogs like me and Scott. Now, let's be honest. How many of you adopted a pet during the pandemic? It may have been your first pet and you had you know, a learning curve, how to take care of it. Specifically, what did you feed it? What's in the food that you feed it? Our next guest on the Brown Butters Podcast wants you to think more deeply about that very topic. Christy is a former insurance risk manager and a successful mother of four, past and present, happy, healthy, basset hounds. Now, <laughs> where, where, where did that take her? We're going to learn. Now, it's all about we're all ears, as Dutch would say. Sorry, couldn't resist. For the love <laughs> of dogs, the idea took hold for Christy to start her own organic dog food com- company right here in Charlotte. Now, fresh, wholesome meals to extend the life of your pups, keep them healthy throughout, and we are so excited to learn about this brand. Scott has two beautiful dogs. I have a dog. And For the Love of Dutch is something that we need to learn about. Welcome, Christy, to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Christy, so thank you. Here. Yes, absolutely. I can't wait to learn more. Um, your dog food sounds better than my dinner last night, honestly. <laughs> like fresh, organic ingredients, mm-hmm. locally sourced from family farms in our area. Correct. Tell us a little bit more about your company and and the history behind it. So the history, so I started it um, in 2019, at least the idea came to me in 2019, and uh, I had just left my corporate job. Congratulations. Thank you. It was the best decision ever. (laughs) Um, Trying to figure out what I was going to do, and I decided to combine my love of cooking, which I have done since I was seven, um, and my passion for dogs and my passion for local and uh, supporting the local economy, sustainability, environmentally friendly, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, well, I love dogs. I already cook for my dogs. Um, I think I'll cook for more dogs. And um, so I started talking to veterinarians. I got my canine nutrition certification, um, developed recipes, and and all the little pieces started to come together. I met uh, Rachel Martin. Um, who helped me with my branding and met the right lawyer to help. I mean, it's just, it all came together. And um, in 2020, we went online on, through Shopify. And um, pretty much probably 2021 is when we saw the most growth. And this year, it's just going crazy. So, um, so yeah, that's the short version of how it all came together. Absolutely love it. <laughs> and you have four children. Is that what we were talking I about? Four, I've had four canine children. Yes. Oh, four yes. canine yes. children. Yes. Okay. Yes. Got you. Got you. Um, I was going to say, that's a lot I of cooking. Have, yes, that's I, a lot <laughs> to keep up with. Now you've started a business. Yeah, yeah no, that's, I would be going that's crazy. Insane. <laughs> I have two stepchildren um, who are 30, so um, they're out of the house and my dogs have been my babies so we're down to one right now i'm in that boat i I don't have real or human children but i do have dog children yes and they are a handful we love them Uh, i have a a story kind of about cooking your dog's food we had a a vet tell us our our golden retriever years ago had cancer and had you know five or six months to live 
So uh, we took her to get a second opinion to Atrium Animal Hospital out on 51, their holistic vet. Um, They said, look, we're going to put her on a program. We're going to need you to cook uh, her food from now on in a crock pot, which we did. They gave us all the ingredients. We would cook enough every Sunday for the week. I swear this dog eat better than we were. <laughs> and and she lived another four and a half years. Wow. Uh, until she was 11 and a half, 12 years old, uh, which is a good life for a yeah. golden retriever. And I literally cooked that dog's food for all that time. And so there's absolutely uh, nutrients and, and all of that that, that can help yeah. sustain their life. but. Anyway, you, you're the expert in that, but that's my story uh, with it. Well, my story and is similar because we took our dogs to Atrium. and um, They're great. I love they're them. They're awesome. They are. Dr. Holmes owned it, yep. um, and she was our she vet. She was our and vet, she, too. Um, one of our, our, du- our dog, Dutch, after whom the company is named, Oh. Um, he had an issue uh, with crystals in his urine. Mm-hmm. And the vet we were going to wanted to put him on all these this dry, you know, science diet and all this stuff. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I wanted something different. I'm like, I don't want to. I don't know. There's something about it doesn't feel right. So we went to Atrium, and she's like, Nope, we're going to change the diet. I had another Basset Lucy who was way overweight, and we put them both on a raw diet at the time, and his problem went away. Never came back. Um, just from diet. And I was like, wow, there's something to that. Um, And I was already trying to eat better myself. And we were kind of looking, you know, going to farmer's markets and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's how I, that's kind of what triggered that in my mind a while ago. And I started then cooking as they got older because it's harder for a dog to digest raw food. Um, So I started cooking and they gave me recipes and Mm -hmm. educated me. And um, so, yeah, that's. That's fascinating. Yeah. Well, small world. I, yeah. I, you know, sweet potatoes, carrots. I can't remember all that. This was year. This was a decade ago. Uh, but radishes. I mean, y- you name it. And I think the formulas and the recipes that that were given to us targeted her specific uh, mm-hmm. cancers or immune systems or whatever she needed to have to fight that. Yep. Uh, there were some spices and different things that went in there as well. We could have totally eaten it. Mm-hmm. It wasn't great chicken. We did a lot of uh, uh, chicken as well for the protein. Um, but anyway, yeah, That's man, awesome. it's, and you know what? The reality is, this is a whole nother conversation, but if we treated ourselves that way, um, we would probably find that, that our mm-hmm. food is one of the main problems in America when it comes right. to the to the big things that, that the population dies from. Yeah, well, um, kibble I kind of equate to, and there's, there's good kibble, but kibble is more like processed foods, like what we buy in the grocery store all the time or what we eat, you know, fast food. Kibble has been kind of cooked down, and it might start with fantastic ingredients, but once it's processed and cooked so much, you have to add back flavor and add back nutrients, you know, nutrients, vitamins, minerals. Um, so why not just buy the food and cook it gently and feed it right, <laughs> right. before it loses all of that nutrition? And um, so that's what we do. It's because we're buzzing around no time for anything right. and just need something fast on the go. And it's freaking terrible for you right. and for your dog. Exactly. Right. You know? So that's amazing that both of you guys have that connection already. And you created a business out of it. I've never even heard that story, Scott. Uh, I love it because as I have a golden retriever who is eight years old right now, I want her to live 
12, 13, 14. But I know golden, right by your house, yeah, by the way. And, and, and uh, golden retrievers, you know, I've, this is my second one. And, and I understand you can see her right over there on my calendar with my littlest. <laughs> she's the sweeter. Well, anybody that's listening can't, but you can. <laughs> I think um, she's beautiful. And she is. And, and, and I'm a, I want to jump into to, for the love of Dutch, but I want to jump back just a minute, right? You spent 16 years at the Hearst Corporation. You were the director of risk management and insurance. And one thing that I've learned on this podcast is there's a lot of people that had careers that that literally had, quote unquote, maybe the American dream, you know, something that even though you were the director of risk management, that maybe wasn't as risky, right? You had something that, you know, you were comfortable in, paid the bills, probably had a good 401k, and you decided you know what? It's time. I'm going to start my own business. Tell me about that journey and, and tell us about not only how that felt, um, but how risky that was and, and how you made that decision. You know what? I'm going to be an entrepreneur. This is something I'm going to be passionate about. And it's going to be something that's going to work because I think that story, there's a lot of people specifically in the last two years that work a job just because they get paid, not because they love it. And maybe they've always had an idea but they don't have, you know, the the balls to go out on their own. They don't they don't want to necessarily take that risk, but if they did, they could create really the life that they love and and be even more happy and 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 enjoy things even more. So I'd love to hear your story on that. Yeah, so I <clears throat> excuse me, I started in insurance and ended up with the Hearst Corporation, which is an amazing company. Um and it was an amazing company to work for. But looking back, I was not happy. You know, I mean, yes, I was paid well. I had the 401k, the health insurance, the, you know, um, traveled all over the, the world, to, you know, um, but I wasn't happy. And um, and I knew for years I probably needed to get out. But like most people, I was afraid to do it. And um, my father passed away in 2018 on Christmas morning. And after that, <clears throat> like with many people, when you lose somebody, you start kind of looking at your life and you're like, what am I doing? This is, you know, I'm not happy. And my dad's story was very inspirational. And um, I was like, you know, if he could do, follow his dream and do what he felt he was meant to do in this world, why can't I? So after the funeral, I came back and made the decision to leave. And... Um, didn't really know what I was gonna do at that point. I just knew that where I was was not where I was supposed to be. So um, I quit my job and then it occurred to me that <laughs> I needed to figure out what I was gonna do. <laughs> um, and my husband was like, oh my gosh, you know, that's a salary we don't have. That's like, what are you, <laughs> thank goodness I have a husband who has been unbelievably supportive um, I think at first he thought cooking dog food was just going to be fun and, you know, feed the neighbor's dogs and stuff like that. But I brought home books, you know, business plans for dummies. And um, I was talking to everybody. I was shooting out stuff on Nextdoor, on um, Facebook, you know, just trying to get information. Then I decided to do the dog thing, the dog food thing. And um, yeah, I, it's funny because I used to go for a lot of walks since I had nothing to do. Um, during the day 
And these ideas would just come. And I'm like, ooh, farms. You know, I love farms. I'm going to go to farms. I'm going to buy local. I'm going to, I want it to be sustainable. I want to support the local economy. And all this stuff just started coming to me. And I was like, you know what? This, and the right people came to me. You know, somebody's like, oh, you should call my, you know, one of my customers, Rachel Martin. She could help you out. So I t- and I was like, oh, my gosh, she's wonderful. She's exactly what I need. And it just, it just happened. And I was like, you know what? Meant I think to be. I'm onto something. This is this is meant to be, and I feel really good about it. And um, had you know, had I not left Hearst, this never would have happened. I was too afraid to leave um, until you know my dad died, and it made me rethink things. And I tell younger people, and I'm you know I was over fifty when I did this. I'm like, <laughs> right. if I can do this, you know, do it when you're younger. Um, yeah. Or if you don't do it when you're younger, do it now. It's never too late. Because um, And I also learned in the process that people are so willing to help. You know, as soon as you say, I have no idea what I'm doing. And I had no idea what I was doing. Um, I, knew, I knew dogs. I knew nutrition. Um, I had that experience. I had business experience, which I guess I didn't really realize because I was saying it was risk management and insurance. Um, but... Yeah, I would just call people and say, I have no idea how to do this. Can you help <laughs> me? And they were like, absolutely. Let me put you in touch with this person. Let me put you. And, um, yeah, so that's kind of how I got into this. What a great story. And yeah. so that was 2019, you said? That was 2019. I left I Hearst. Left yep. Congratulations. Like, we, we live in this small business world that we love. I, I just, the corporate grind i'm not sure would be for me ever no, um it's not easy but at the same time just like anything in life there's pros and cons right yes. the cons are in small business it's tough it's hard it's a grind you don't sleep a lot you take risks you you ups <laughs> yes. and downs and these past two years my god um i never signed up for anything like that <laughs> but you know what you got to get through it you got to keep ticking and you got to have the energy to do so, you know? Yeah, it's definitely not um, easy. And I'm actually <laughs> grateful that I didn't know how difficult it would be um, when I got into it because I'm not sure I – well, I'm sure I would have done it, but I would have hesitated. Right. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, no, you learn as you go, and it's your baby too. I think that's what makes it so different. Yeah, and I tell you, your website looks phenomenal. Thank I'm sitting you. sitting here scrolling through it. It's, it's very informative. It's very clean and simple. Um, how it works and how you do that. And speaking of how it works, I'd love to to dive into that a little more sure. with you um, now that we know the background. Um, tell us your process and, and how you go to market. Is it direct to consumer? Are you going through veterinarians? Are you going through local retailers with your product and that kind of thing? Sure. So most of it is online. Um, you can find us on our website, um, Border. You can order it as you need it or you can subscribe and then you'll get a regular delivery uh, we make it fresh every week over at the city kitsch um, oh, that's cool with a bunch of human chefs or chefs mm-hmm. for humans um, and we deliver it to your door on thursdays um, you can also buy our food at pet in the city uh, on monroe road she's a it's a woman-owned local business who just loves what we do and supports us so we sell there. It's actually sold frozen because the shelf life is short. Mm-hmm. Um, we deliver it fresh, but it's sold there um, frozen. And we're looking to get into some more small retail stores. 
um, preferably the local small um, kind of mom and pop shops versus the local, the big brands. Sure. Um, but yeah, so online is, is where we are selling currently. Very What's cool. the difference? So you go online, there's all the, I mean, it looks amazing and you do a great job of really showing like what is actually in the food, um, which I think everybody <laughs> needs to challenge themselves only what they're eating, but also what their dogs are eating. <laughs> what, um, you can buy a 16 ounce bag, you can buy a 56 ounce, is, is I should know this, but how much does a dog eat? <laughs> in each in each serving you know like uh, is it I, I don't know i mean i guess it's all depending on how big your dog is obviously it's all depending on the size of the dog the age of the dog the breed um the activity level you know if you have an active dog versus a lazy dog um so there are some brands out there that sell that ship it to your door in portion sizes but we decided that's probably my risk management background i don't want to tell you what your dog how yeah. much your dog should eat. Um, so, I mean, my dog eats could go through a large bag in probably three days. Okay. Um, but it does all depend on the dog. Little, So we have the large bag and the small bag of three different flavors. Currently, we still have a turkey, but that's going away since that's a seasonal option. Um, but we encourage variety. So we do offer variety packs. So you get one of the beef, one pork, and one chicken, either all three small or all three large and then that way your dog gets the benefit of all the different meats the organ meats the vegetables the fruit um yeah so they get a variety of nutrition do you help people who have a dog per se and and kind of i know you just said you don't tell them what they should feed them but kind of educate them maybe on how much they should be feeding them or is that just really for your veterinarian to ask or, or how is that process yeah so we recommend um to start with about two-thirds of a cup um, per 10 pounds of dog weight. Um, start with that and then see how you're, you know, just monitor your dog. Our food has more nutrition in it than kibble, for example, mm. at least more bioavailable nutrition. So they probably don't need as much as they would of kibble. Um, but, you know, we say start with this, see how your dog does you know, see if they seem to be gaining a little bit. We have one lady that said her dog was getting chunky because he liked it so much, she just kept get, <laughs> giving more food. And she Sounds like my back. dog, she <laughs> eat anything. Yeah. Dude. Yeah, but no, so yes, we do have a recommended amount, but that's. That's cool. Yeah. So with your business, you started this in, in 2020, right? Correct. And we've had a lot of entrepreneurs that started their business right during the start of COVID, you know, <laughs> and it's, I mean, what a time, right? Mm -hmm. What a time to start it. And you know what, if there was challenges, you were going to get them right off the bat. Um, what have you learned in the last two years and, and where do you want to grow this? Do you want this to be more of a regional company? Do you want this to be a company that can grow nationwide? And, and what is your kind of dream of where this journey goes? So starting during COVID was a surprise, but I kept thinking, you know, with all the supply issues, people are going to start focusing on local. Um, and I didn't have any problems getting in meats and veggies and all that stuff. Um, and I, I probably could have grown a little faster, um, but I'm like, you know, people still love their dogs and people are still wanting, the people that I'm probably targeting still wanna feed their dogs well. Um, and if they have to, they can mix it with kibble. So I didn't see, you know, we, we grew 
Um, I didn't have a problem getting my supplies in. At the time, I was making it out of the house until 2021 when we actually moved into a commercial kitchen. Um, so, and then, uh, you know, when it comes, did I answer that question? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Going forward, I do want to keep it, I want it to be locally focused, but I do want to grow. So, if we were to go out of our, like the Southeast, um, we would have to develop relationships with farms in, you know, wherever we expand to, so that the, it, the, the, our core value is still there. Mm -hmm. So we're making relationships with farmers in New York or Pennsylvania or whatever, um, and sourcing from there and then, you know, selling from wherever we decide to, to sell out of. But yes, local is going to be, I want to support the local farms and farmers and economy and people. So um, I don't want to ship from Charlotte to New York or Charlotte to wherever. Um, mm -hmm. That kind of defeats our whole purpose. Do you, um, have you worked with anybody at the Carolina Farm Trust? Um, not yet. We need to introduce you. So we had them on our podcast and it's, uh, their organization is all about creating basically another avenue for local farmers. Um, they've created one of, or we're in the middle of creating, and I hope they, it happened because we had them on in 2020, but one of the largest like farmers markets up in Uptown, uh, where you could buy locally sourced produce. And their whole goal is to give local farmers the financing needed mm -hmm. um, because the most important way for us to continue to grow in a, and what I would say in a, uh, this is not the right word, but to have good food is to have it local, mm -hmm. um, to be able to eat it fresh. And so that's what their entire organization does. So I'll get you in touch with them because I think it would be a perfect match be um, awesome. to be able to take locally sourced produce to, to incorporate, which I'm sure you already do, but mm -hmm. you know, another avenue, anything no. we can do for the farmers, we got to make it happen. Absolutely. No, I'm, you know, the more, the more, cause we, as we grow, we need more produce, more meat. Um, and there's only so much certain farms can, can provide to us. So the more, uh, the more the merrier. Yeah. Are you seeing uh, increased costs, like just in your, you know, your supplies? Um, it's been slower than kind of the bigger the big marketplace. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, but yes, we're starting to see yeah. that. And I haven't yet raised our pricing. Um, I may have to do that. We're still, I think, very competitive mm -hmm. uh, with some of the other companies out there. They're more national companies, and they might be a little bit less expensive, but they're not local. They're not organic. Um, they don't have those relationships with farms, and I think it's it's worth it's worth that. Mm -hmm. So yeah, that's so cool. So when when you talk about, and this is kind of a personal question, because now I'm like wondering if I'm feeding my dog the right stuff. <laughs> Probably not. You know. Um, <laughs> I guess how do how do you as a as a, if I'm a consumer right and I have an animal like there's so many options right and honestly we've had a couple of vets and I love our vet now Dr Maple um, he's incredible and and he's helped us you know find the right types of food but you just never know you know and like the worst thing that can happen is if you're not feeding your dog the right stuff and and you didn't give them the chance to to live like a long life, right? And me having an eight year old dog over here, I'm just like, oh my god, like, <laughs> I'm not even ready for that, right? I still remember the day we brought mm -hmm. her home as a little puppy. Mm -hmm. um, so, what's the first step for a for somebody that owns pets to to figure out what they need to do? And and I'm obviously I'm, I want to plug for love of Dutch. Like, I want you guys to go to this website. There's a lot of great information. 
But what should people be doing as as really? I mean, if you have a dog, it's part of your family. You mm-hmm. know, like that's that's your baby. So, um, besides just buying for the love of Dutch, what's the best process to kind of get that started? Is it to call you? Is it to have conversation? Is it just to try the food? Like, what's your advice on that? Um, definitely give us a try. Uh, we do so. This just popped in my head. I think one thing we we tend to think, and that we that's been ingrained in our heads is that food, you know, we, there's human food and then there's dog food. Right. And, you know, 40, 50 years ago, it was all food, mm-hmm. and then they needed, you know, the big um, meat producing companies needed somewhere to send their leftover scraps and parts, and the dog food industry came about. Um, And so food is food. You know, Mother Nature gives us food and animals have been eating food like we've been eating the same food forever until kibble was created. So when people say, oh, my dog can't eat human food, it's like, well, no, but it's food, you know. It's meat and it's vegetables and it's food and that's what they were eating. Um, so I think some people just kind of change how you think of food and dog food and horse food or cat food, whatever. Um, when it comes to For the Love of Dutch, I always recommend, um, that you, well, first of all, you have to transition a dog slowly and, um, you know, give a quarter of the new food and three quarters of the old and then gradually switch it over. So I tell, and people call me all the time because everybody has myself, it's on the, <laughs> the site, it's my cell phone. Um, and sometimes they're surprised that it's Christy who's answering. Um, but anyway, I tell them, you know, give it a try, mix it in, mix it with the kibble for a while, see how they like it, see how their tummies do. Um, and one of the, the one thing most people tell me is my dog ate all your food out and left all the kibble in the bowl. Mm. Um, so now we have to only feed your food because they won't eat the kibble. <laughs> That's right. That's so exactly it, it what is my a dog. problem. I don't my, know how they do that with their tongue, by the way. Dog, Wizards. No, Macy, she absolutely loved the crock pot, man. She oh, yeah. loved it. I mean, it, yeah. She would leave I mean, food. I bet. She, she was not a food-driven dog, and she would leave food, you know, the, the kibbles, and and just get to it when she got to it. With this, there was never <laughs> in now. I mean, it yeah. was a clean plate club every single time. So I just thought about this, and you mentioned something that's that's fascinating. What you just said, because I didn't even think about that, right? Like, really, your dogs were getting the scraps that are then put into kibble. That then you're like, well, that's dog food. So my new statement is going to be: if your dog can't eat it, then you shouldn't either. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and maybe that's what needs to be your slogan because it's true. Like. Everything is processed in America. You wonder why we're the most obese country in the world is mm-hmm. because nobody thinks that they have time. Everybody wants to get something that's fast. You're mm-hmm. eating all this processed food and you really have no idea what's in that food. Um, if you don't know what you're eating, you certainly don't know what your dog's no. eating. So um, I'm learning a lot. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah. yeah, and think about it, man. Dogs dogs have been bred into the, the – they used to be wolves and coyotes and wild animals right like just like any other deer or anything and so where did their food come from right where they could find it where they could hunt it where they could you know it wasn't at pet smart and and it's protein and plants and herbs you know all those things like no well no you're the pro here i'm just rambling but (laughs) i was just gonna it's an evolution of marketing (laughs) yeah you know and the evolution of dogs 
as they became domesticated, they followed the humans around and ate the scraps. You know, ate they would they go ate, in and right. ate and eat whatever the humans had put in their garbage that night. So they were eating essentially what we were eating, just maybe not the prime parts. Um, and they evolved as we evolved. And so sure. food is food. Yeah, right. Um, and that's, that's kind a good of way our, to put our it. motto. Yeah. I love that. And we, we should be thinking, this is a whole other podcast, but we should be thinking about that for ourselves. Like, where does this stuff come from? And if if it's not, what they say, like a rainbow of colors and not, you know, not fruity pebbles, but, <laughs> but like your vegetables, your fruits, your meats, your, you know, whatever, your basic food groups, then what are you doing? And I'm guilty. I mean, I'm, you know, I could do better. Yeah. Oh, we all could. Yeah. I mean, when I was cooking the food at home, my husband would come home. He's like, oh, yeah, is that for us? I'm like, no, that's for the dogs. <laughs> Smells good. <laughs> no, I ordered, you, I ordered you a pizza. <laughs> I ordered you a pizza, <laughs> right. but we have filet mignon for the pups. For the dogs, yeah. <laughs> the things we do for our dogs. I right? tasted I'm that crock pot. It was, a, it was a hodgepodge of great, healthy foods. It wasn't the best, like, tasting, but uh, we, we could have totally eaten it. Yeah. It'd been fine. So what I say, yeah. add a little it'd garlic good and salt and pepper, and it'd be yeah. really, you know, it'd be good. Absolutely, man. Now you got an instant pot, so your dog can have oh, primo yeah, right off the right off the bat. You I hope my I wife mean. doesn't listen. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> I'll be cooking dog food again. Oh, man. Actually, I'll come to the for the love. Absolutely. Of that's right. You don't need to be. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I mean, Let we, them do the cooking. That's we do right. get people who have been cooking like you did for their dogs, and they're calling me saying, "I'm exhausted. Just I'm tired so of it. tired of cooking my dog's food. Yeah. I can't wait for my dog. I just buy yours and feed it i know Love some it. i know somebody Love in this it. this office that if she isn't now she will definitely be cooking her food <laughs> yeah, for her yeah. dogs um yeah, and it's right. colorful oh yeah you know, we've got the rain we've got squash and beets and carrots and peas and um this is cool. organ meat so before before we get get you out of here what is the best way for people to reach you to get in contact with you to to buy your food try it out for for their babies for their pets Sure. So you can go to our website, which is www.fortheloveofdutch.com. Um, or you can also buy our food at Pet in the City, which is on Monroe Road, 9600 Monroe Road. Um, and some people go there and buy a small bag and try it and decide they love it. And then they sign up and we deliver every Thursday. So, And you can always call me. My contact information is on the website. Um, I usually answer my phone unless I'm elbow deep in dog food at the kitchen. Um, leave a message, I'll call you back or text. Yeah. I love it. And if you're in this area, when she means Charlotte, it's Mooresville, Gastonia, Fort Mill, Rock Hill, Waxhaw, Matthews, like pretty much yep. Charlotte in general, and they will deliver it to you, which is pretty incredible and very convenient. Yes. Um, well, this is awesome. I can't wait to try it out. My dog doesn't listen to podcasts, but if she did, she'd be so excited about this one. I will tell you that. And uh, it Thank was you. a pleasure to get to to know you a little bit more. We've had the uh, the pleasure of working with Rachel Martin, um, who's who's helped you create you know this brand from a marketing standpoint. Yes, and she's um, she great. is, yeah, Your she logo is. is awesome. It is, Thank and you. I feel like this is just getting started. This is is yeah. something that is really really cool. So you should be Thank proud you. of that, and I'm, I'm sure you are. So. Um, until next time, please like, share, comment, go to for the love of Dutch.com, you know, follow them on social media. If yes. you have a, a dog, try it out. You know, the, the good thing about this is it, it's, it's affordable at least to try out, right? Like $14, you can get one bag, see if your dog loves it. And I think if you give it a shot and you'll see a difference in your dog, not only from energy attitude, um, 
some things like that. Like I'm, I'm excited to see with my pup who's eight to see what, uh, what changes happen. And really it's, it's all about the energy you give your dog. So Thank you so much for joining us, uh, Christy. We look forward to following the journey. And uh, everybody, check it out. It's going to be awesome. Uh, until next time, you have been listening to this episode of the Brand Builders Podcast. You've been listening to the Brand Builders Podcast, brought to you by the Dunstan Group with your host, Scott Dunstan and Brian Young. For branded merchandise and apparel that makes first impressions and ones that last, check out the Dunstan Group at dunstangroup.com.